Express FM. Supported by the University of Portsmouth. We are passionately Pompey. We begin to look forward, work together to create a Portsmouth football club that we can all be proud to be associated with. Pure, unadulterated Pompey. It's a massive club, it's a massive opportunity for me. I know this atmosphere is special. I can't wait to see you at Full House and it rocking. Action and reaction. This is a huge football club. We're here to be hopefully successful. The infrastructure is changing, so really we want to start pushing forward and making Portsmouth a real force. Giving Pompey fans a voice. It's a club with a rich tradition, a rich heritage, but one that has an excellent relationship with its supporters. This is the Football Hour. The one team that stands out, that's historic, that's had great success, that has a fan base that is amazingly passionate, is Portsmouth. The Blues' winless run continues. However, the string of defeats ends. And the referee looks at his watch and blows his whistle. And Portsmouth's losing run has come to an end. They've drawn 2-2 here at Accrington. One of his standout performers in recent weeks, despite the defensive woes, has been Sean Raggett. He's looking for a positive reaction when the Blues take on Bolton this weekend. The last few games we've gone under a little bit when we conceded. It's certainly good to see that reaction from us. You know, we know we've got that in abundance in this team, so it was good that we finally showed that. Between now and 7 o'clock, we'll also hear the pre-match thoughts of head coach Danny Cowley. We know that last time out at home we let ourselves down and we've had to live with that and it's a great opportunity to put some of those wrongs right. This evening I will be joined live by Jeff Harris and Alex Fletcher to preview this weekend's League One action as Pompey host Bolton Wanderers at Fratton Park. And as ever, Pompey fans, we want you back home to get involved with the conversation all the usual ways. It's at ExpressFM on Twitter. Text the word Express followed by your name and message to 81400. Email Pompey at ExpressFM.com or visit Facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. Stay right where you are. It's Friday. It's six o'clock. A very good evening and welcome to the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. A very good evening and once again welcome to the show where I will very soon be joined by Jeff Harris and Alex Fletcher. We've got a big preview of this weekend's League One action to come between now and and seven o'clock. All the usual ways to get involved, Pompey fans, can be found if you just miss them there on our website, expressfm.com. This evening, we are looking not only for your score predictions, but your team lineup expectations as well. Who do you think should retain their place from last Saturday's two-all draw with Accrington Stanley? Would you like to see the head coach continue with four at the back? And are you still concerned that this season might be a total write-off? Or are you still of the belief that Pompey can go all the way and still try to achieve promotion come the end of April? Do let us know between now and 7 o'clock. We've got so much to get through here on the Football Hour. But first of all, as we do every single show, we're going to hear how the events of the last game unfolded for the Blues. Pompey embarked on a mammoth journey up north to the Wham Stadium. Accrington Stanley, the hosts uh, in Lancashire, and Andy Moon and Guy Whittingham provided a commentary. Everything we do is passionately Pompey. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Shooting scores! 90 minutes of passionately Pompey commentary. He's this is Pompey Live. I feel too long ago that we were last here, but the circumstances of both sides feels pretty different as Pompey arrive at the crown ground and what has been an embarrassing week where they conceded four goals twice and really the problem is imploded twice in the second half against both Rotherham and Ipswich, two sides yet yeah, you'd expect to be up there come the end of the season, but the manner of the performance particularly once the second goal went in in both games not acceptable Danny Cowley the players and all involved would certainly admit that as we get ready to get this game underway chips it into the middle and Marcus battling with the defender Curtis blocks the shot great effort from the edge of the box is well saved closest either side have come good save from Savin and Pompey still going Romeo into the box Hackett bear child across the face of goal headed up in the air and it's going to go behind for a Pompey corner kick. And those behind the goal to our right enjoying what they've seen. And he's set harness away down the right. This is a nice break for Pompey. Early ball in the box. Great chance for Marquis. Wonderful save from Savin. And it'll be cleared away and Pompey not too far away. Brown has it on the left-hand side. Comes in Phil Curtis outside the area. Chance for Curtis. Strikes him. And it's into the back of the net. And Porter have taken a deserved lead after 18 minutes. And you can see what that means to Ronan Curtis. 
A good finish from the edge of the penalty area. Celebrations uh, away to our right from the 900 or so travelling fans. It's Accrington nil. Portsmouth one. Falling towards the near post. Shot for Bishop. Oh, he's put it wide, and the fans to our left were already starting to celebrate. And that's a huge let off for Pompey because Bishop has wasted a great chance to equalise to the far post. Headed from Accrington. Helped on, and it's going to go to the net. And Accrington have got their level up. Portsmouth couldn't win the first or the second ball. And it looks like it's Harry Pell who's got the last touch. It's Accrington 1, Portsmouth 1. Savin takes a touch and it's not a good one outside his penalty area. And he wants a free kick and he's not going to get one. And he's off his line and Curtis needs to shoot and put it in the empty net. On the goal line, it's here, no! Has Butcher played it off the post and got it out? How has that not gone in the net? I think Butcher was half expecting the flag to go up to set. It was over the line and Accrington have dodged an almighty bullet there. And I'm not quite sure how Portsmouth are 2-1 up. Brown looks to try and send Harness in and Harness is away and the flag's down and Harness's effort is saved. Curtis will pick up the second ball back to Harness in the box but there's loads of red shirts back now. And the second shot is high and wide and a great opportunity for Portsmouth. Goes begging, it's still 1-1. They're in danger here as Accrington comes to the area. Chance for Butcher over the goalkeeper into the net. The Poppy fan Matt Butcher has scored against Portsmouth. And with 14 minutes remaining, the Portsmouth defence opened up. There was a huge gap. Butcher charged to it. It's a really, really calm finish. And the man who somehow denied Curtis at the other end has turned this scoreline around. Accrington 2, Portsmouth 1. Morel looking for Marquis in the penalty area. Great chance for Marquis. No, good defending still for Marquis. And then it's blocked. How did he get the second bite at the cherry and how did he waste it? Pompey corner. Marcus is going to turn and now Jacobs to drive into the penalty area. Jacobs, he's body checked. Marcus in the area. Marcus across the face of goal and Harness is there at the far post and he's put it in the net. And Pompey are level and Harness grabs the ball out the net and says let's go again. Five minutes remaining. Accrington two, Portsmouth two. And the referee looks at his watch and blows his whistle and Portsmouth's losing run has come to an end. They've drawn 2-2 here at Accrington. Every second of the action is right here. This is 93.7 Express FM. Pompey Live. Those were the highlights from last weekend as the Blues snatched a point away to Accrington Stanley. 2-2 via end scoreline at the Wham Stadium. Let's take a look at some of the other results from last Saturday in case you've missed them then. Uh, AFC Wimbledon, they were defeated uh, by two goals to nil at home to Wigan Athletic. Bolton, tomorrow afternoon's opponents at Fratton Park, they were held to a two-all draw at home to Gillingham, although they had to come down uh, back from two goals down to recover that point. Oxford, they beat Burton Albion by three goals to one away from home. Doncaster back to winning ways with 3-2 scoreline over Cheltenham. Ipswich 2, Fleetwood 1. MK Dons, they lost 3-0 at home to Rotherham United. League leaders Plymouth, they drew one all away to Morecambe. Sheffield Wednesday, they uh, also drew one all at home to Lincoln City. Shrewsbury Town battered Cambridge by four goals to one. Sunderland, a shock result at the Stadium of Light last weekend. They lost 1-0 at home to Charlton Athletic. And uh, Wickham Wanderers, they defeated Crewe by two goals to one. There were also two matches in midweek on Tuesday night. Doncaster Rovers uh, drew one all with Cambridge. And Wigan lost 2-1 at home to Lincoln City. OK, let's welcome in my two guests for this evening's discussion then and I'm delighted to welcome back for the first time in quite a while Jeff Harris how have you been mate hi Jake yeah good Uh, it's actually really good to be back in the studio tonight it is it's been quite some time since the the last time you graced the studios here at Express FM Jeff I believe the last time was around January February uh, of 2020 so coming up to two years yeah yeah it's it's it, it It's been a long time, but it doesn't feel like a long time. No. And uh, on the other end of the phone lines this evening, delighted to welcome on Alex Fletcher. Alex, great to have you back on. Hi, Jake. Thanks for having me on again. So let's just quickly get your thoughts from last weekend's result then, Jeff. Of course, we had time to highlight it on on Monday's edition of the show. Two all away to Accrington Stanley. The kind of result maybe, just maybe before kick-off you'd take, but considering the flow of the game, you would have expected a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think if you looked across all the social media, most Pompey fans were, were expecting a loss. Um, so to, to get a draw is good, but the way we played, it wasn't, you know, the you know the finished, polished article performance we needed or want to see, but it was, it was a step definitely in the right direction. 
And the way that Pompey came back from two goals to one down, Alex, despite the fact that, of course, the Blues did lead at one stage in the game through Ronan Curtis. But to come back from 2-1 down, it kind of showed the mentality of this Blues squad that we haven't really seen in recent weeks. You know, in previous games, the heads would have dropped and I don't think we would have come back into that game. But there's a slight improvement in that area, at least last weekend. Well, exactly. And it fully gives them belief that they can go and do that kind of thing. We saw, as you mentioned, against Rotherham and Ipswich, as soon as we were we were down, we, we completely capitulated. And that could have easily have happened at Accrington. We could have gone and conceded again. But we did we did push on and that shows that the players can do it. It's all about their belief, whether they believe they can come back from those positions. Uh, it's, it's it's certainly a step in the right direction, but it is, it's still a small step. And I think we do need to have confidence in ourselves that we are a better team than the, than the level that we're currently performing. Mm. And one of the biggest aspects of Pompey's game last weekend, Jeff, which has been uh, scrutinised, and, and I think rightfully so in recent weeks, is the kind of fight, the hunger to go out and try to perform for this football club, which we haven't really seen to a high enough standard in recent weeks from from certain players. And we saw that from, I think you could probably say, all of the team last Saturday. I know the result wasn't quite a victory, but you saw at least the effort, and that's where it, that's where it starts. It's 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 a foundation to build upon. Yeah, definitely. And and you know, I said on social media on on Twitter the other week that when the Pompey fans and the team connect, it's something special. And and yes, the fans will drive the the team on, but the team need to get the fans on their feet. And I think Saturday's performance. You know those eight hundred and fifty odd fans that went up to up to Acton. Hats off to them. You know they the team got them on their feet and they backed them. And we want more of the same on on, on Saturday. You know everyone knows in Portsmouth. You know we're a hard working class city. You know it's been said before we're a northern city down south. So for me. The team's got to reflect that. That, that starting eleven have got to go out there and work hard because that's what Pompey fans demand of the, of any of their teams. Yeah, and looking forward now, then Alex, of course, the, the big focus on this evening's show is tomorrow afternoon's game, a return to Fratton Park. Bolton Wanderers with visitors. Alex, they started the season off pretty well, pretty much like Pompey. Actually, uh, they went their first four games unbeaten. They've hit a bit of a dip in form recently. They've not won in their last four matches. They are now mid-table, a bit like Pompey. They are uh, 13th, Pompey down in 16th, just three points separating the two teams. Pompey have got a game in hand. So, look, they're not a bad side. They've just come up from League Two. They've got some very decent players at their disposal. This isn't going to be, you know, the kind of walk in the park that anyone's, I don't think anyone's expecting it, but this is going to be a very tough game. Oh, 100%. And I think, to be honest with you, we have to back up what happened at Accrington. The only way you can look at the Accrington game and say, OK, a point there was a good result, is if you back it up at home the next week. We've shown signs of improvement after the, the, the dreadful performances previous. You go into that Bolton game and you say, right, you've got yourselves a point. We've, we've, we've come back from 2-1 from down, all that kind of thing. The mentality's there. We've performed. Now it's the next step. The next step is to go on and beat a team that currently, if you look at our position at the table, they're currently challenging for uh, what can we say top half let's say um at, at, at this stage and we can then let be level on points to them with a game in hand i'm not quite sure of how the goal difference works out but it's a great opportunity for us and they won't be coming down with massive amounts of confidence but they won't you know in the same way that we won't be we've just got to show more fight more determination we're at home we should take the game to them 100 percent and uh, hopefully if, if if that commitment's there we'll come out on the right side of the result mm. Um, and there's no there's no denying what Alex is saying there, Jeff. But if we're being honest, how many times in recent weeks have we looked at matches and, and kind of said the same thing? You know, this is a great opportunity for Pompey to, to build upon the previous week. We've had home fixtures against the likes of Cambridge United, um, Ipswich as well, off the back of disappointing results where you could probably look at elements of Pompey's game where you could improve upon we just gotta turn these points now into wins. That is the bottom line. There's no you know, yeah, this is a good chance to build upon. We need to go out there. We need to win because otherwise we will start to keep falling and falling. Definitely, you know, and it's the the old age saying, isn't it? You know, the best form of defence is attack, um, and the way Danny and Nicky set the team up is is to is to break um, break down teams high up the pitch, so so we can turn the ball over and attack quicker and and, and with more um, determination, should we say? So, you know. Saturday, last Saturday's result, 
means nothing if we don't go out there and put a performance in. You've got to be hard to beat. First and foremost, you've got to earn the right to play. And once you've earned that right, you you can then go out and express yourself. But how many seasons have we said the, the only consistent thing about Pompey is the in- inconsistency of results? You know, it, it seems like every other season we seem to be saying that. So... Um, you know, last couple of seasons we've had a, a poor run of form, then we kind of hit November. We pick up quite a few points, we tail off slightly, then we pick up again. Um, so, you know, part of me is hoping that's what's going to happen. You know, don't forget this is a new team, pretty much a new team. Um, they're still trying to get to used to playing with each other. Yes, we know they've, they've played week in, week out, but but they're still trying to build up those relationships in certain areas and you know and, and if if the the top three can click like we know they can you, you know I, I fully expect us to have a good November December um, but they need to put those performances in yeah and looking at the table then Alex uh, Pompey's 16th with 16 points so that's four wins four draws and, and six defeats a minus three goal difference uh, eight points off of the playoff positions and just three above the drop zone but kind of you know, really reflecting upon what Jeff was saying there it is early days only 14 matches have been played and we seem to kind of experience these spells around about this time of year anyway and this is a relatively new team in a season many have built as a transition season are you genuinely worried that relegation is going to be something that we're going to have to worry about this season I'm not genuinely worried about that at this stage considering um, the amount of teams that are currently in the in the bottom four and that bottom six we have we have got enough in our team i fully believe that we've also got if, if we were to be in a, a really tricky situation we've got fun, the financial backing and also you know, ownership that will take action whether it needs to be with the manager i'm not saying that has to be a, a, you know, anywhere near that at this stage mm. but we have we have a, a team that would be willing to make that ruthless, ruthless decision if needs be um i think it's all about just getting that positive momentum if we then get a result tomorrow we then kick on we get three or four wins on the board you're suddenly knocking about the playoffs um similarly if we continue the slump in form we're then knocking about the relegations and then questions really will have to be asked of the management team um it's it's still early days i'm not concerned at this stage but you, you can't you can't have any complacency in the team considering how we've performed so far this season alex i think you're only the second person i've ever met who uses the word similarly <laughs> can you name the other Oof. <laughs> Danny Cowley? Nah, not quite. Not quite. <laughs> right then, after the break, we're also going to hear from Blues defender Sean Raggett, who was asked if he's bothered by the change in system at the back and how he handles the responsibility of being Pompey's only fit and recognised centre half. I'll always take responsibility on my shoulders, whoever I'm playing with. But, you know, when Willow and, and Kez were playing back there, they helped me through a lot of the games as well because they're two very experienced players. They've played at a very good level of football. And then Connor's come back in and he's been out injured for a while, so I've tried to help him a little bit. And I think that's what you do as teammates. So for more from myself, Jeff and Alex, as well as the pre-match thoughts of both Rags and Danny Cowley, join us again here on the Football Hour in just a few moments' time. We'll be back with even more Pompey discussion here on Express FM. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Welcome back to the second part of this evening's Football Hour here on Express FM. Got an email in uh, very quickly from Dave who says, good evening, Jake. I think Pompey need to keep a back four. I think the two-all draw at Accrington proved to an extent that a back three or four makes little or no difference to us as a team in either an attacking sense or defensively, i.e. we can still score goals, but we also still leak goals. It's all about the players and assuming the available players for tomorrow are unchanged. I think it has to be a lineup of this. Gavin Bazunu with a back four of Freeman, Raggett, Ogilvy and Brown. A midfield four of Romeo, Morel, Williams or Tunnicliffe. <laughs> Can't make my mind up, says Dave. And Curtis. And to complete a uh, 4-4-1-1, Harness in behind John Marquis. I can't see an alternative without taking additional risk by putting, say, Miguel Aziz in the side and sticking uh, with him for six or eight matches to give him a chance to properly integrate into the side. And the same would uh, also apply to any of the other fringe players. Dave and Liss, thank you very much for your email. We were actually discussing during the ad break, Jeff, about how busy a transfer window we want Pompey to have in January, which never seems to be the case. 
because January is always a very quiet window for us unless we're announcing Stephen Henderson at quarter to midnight. <laughs> um, but look, you know, one of the players mentioned within Dave's email, Miguel Aziz, can't see him getting in much of a run into the team. We're approaching November now. What do we do with players like him, George Hurst, Gassan Hadmi, who we've taken on loan? They're not getting into the team. They're not, and I think... You know, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but if you roll the clock back to the summertime, if the Cowleys had had not signed a Hadme, I think there would have been up more. Oh yeah, you know, what's the point of having a player on trial if he scores eight goals in four games? Exactly. So yes, he was a gamble. We knew it was a gamble for whatever reason. I know he said in a in a couple of interviews he's struggling with the tactical side of it. Um, and and it's probably the same for Aziz. You know, Aziz has played under twenty three football. He's stepping up into men's football now. It's it, it, it's it's an, it's a different game to him, if that makes sense. Um, yes, we know what he can do for England under twenties, and and and, I, and and but he's playing with players probably of a higher calibre than, than some of the players we have in Pompey. You know, they're League One players for a reason. Um, yes, they are professional players, but they may be more technical rather than more robust than, than what we have. So, I mean, I've been critical of Hurst. Personally, I don't think he's good enough. Um, but equally, I don't think we've seen enough of him. Is he going to get a run of you know, five games in the team? I don't think he will. So, th- there's going to be some tough decisions made, but... If there are players in the championship not getting game time who are well-known first-team players or have played a a number of first-team games that can come into Pompey on loan for the remainder of the season, I would have, you know, no qualms in any of those three, or if not all three going back, if we can bring in some quality players. And I think that's the difference. We need quality rather than numbers all, all yeah. three have been a gamble and I don't think the gambles work so you know if, if you were playing blackjack at some point you're going to stop gambling aren't you yeah uh, Dave Burn has actually got back in touch uh, following that email Jeff he says Aziz Hadmi and Hurst have to go back to their clubs if they're not going to get a run of matches let's save the money and use it elsewhere it needs to be a progressive window Dave in list and just referencing uh, Dave's other points within his original email Alex in regards to Pompey's formation now played with a back four at Accrington last weekend Dave uh, thinks that you know no matter what formation this is still largely down to you know the ability of the players the mindset of, of those actually starting formation means very little what do you think? Were you impressed with the lineup last Saturday, or are you of the same opinion that it doesn't matter how we play or what kind of shape we play, you've got to look at a bit more at the players actually in that system? Uh, I think it is certainly a bit of both. I think in terms of the players that play in the systems, there are certain players that are suited. To, I mean, when you play three at the back, which had been a disaster for a couple of games, certainly suited Lee Brown in the previous games because he was able to get himself forward and start scoring goals as a, as a wing back. I, I was much happier with the fact that we, we went back to the four at the back. I think it simplifies the game. And when you're in a bad run of form, you just want to get back to the basics of football. You want to simplify it. You want to see what what can you can you just make that that little incisive pass there? Can you just be a defensive unit instead of trying to mess about with different systems and trying to teach something when you're already in a in a bad place because you're in poor form? Um, I would hope to see us execute the same kind of uh, formation. I do have a slight concern over the fact that despite defeats or poor performances, we did keep the same team. I would like to see, we, we've mentioned players like Miguel Aziz. I mean, the lad hasn't had too much of a run out. We'd like, I'd like to see more of him. I'd like to see certain of the players that are on the fringes of the team, maybe perhaps even someone like Michael Jacobs come back into the team and see how they can operate in the system that we're going with. But a back four, I, I expect to see a back four tomorrow. Uh, if I don't, then I, I just think, again, we're just overcomplicating things. We're overthinking it. We've just got to get back to the basics at the moment when you're in, the, when you're in poor form. Yeah. When you're winning, when you're winning and you're doing well and you know the quality of your players, you know them a bit better, it's still a relatively new group, then fair enough. But at this stage, just stick with as simple as possible. 
81400 is the number to text if you've got anything to add. Don't forget to include your name and your message as well as the word express at the start of those. You can email Pompey at expressfm.com, include at expressfm on Twitter or head to facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. Before we get on to any more of those messages, however, we're going to hear from Sean Raggett. The Blues defender caught up with Ollie Marsh at the training ground earlier this week and was first asked how nice it was to put in a good performance and get back on track following the Rotherham and Ipswich defeats. Yeah, you know, um, it was good to sort of stop that poor run we were on. I thought we played well and we are probably a bit disappointed um, not to win the game, but, you know, everyone knows it's a tough place to go at Crinton. Um, so I think at the start of the season, a lot of teams probably would take a point up there. But I think looking back at the game, I think we're disappointed not to win that one. Yeah, and in terms of how the game panned out, you had to really sort of dig in there to, to find that equaliser after you went 2-1 down. You must be happy with the, the attitude and the resilience that you showed. Yeah, you know, because the last few games, like you said, we'd gone under a little bit when we conceded. So it was good to see that reaction from us. You know, we know we've got that in abundance in this team. So it was good that we finally showed that. And of course, there was a slight change to the defence in the sense that you went back to a, a back four. How does that feel for you? Is, is that what you probably prefer? You know, I, I, don't, I don't mind playing either formation, but having Connor back, he's not a natural centre-half, but he has played centre-half a lot in his career, so I think that definitely helps, yeah. You've had a few of those with Connor and Sean Williams as well, where they've almost sort of filled in at centre-back, it's not their natural position. When that happens, do you feel a bit of a responsibility to kind of help them through the games being a, a more natural centre-back yourself? Yeah, you know, I'll always take responsibility on my shoulders, um, whoever I'm playing with. But, you know, when Willow and, and Kez were playing back there, it was, you know, they helped me through a lot of the games as well because they're two very experienced players, you know, they've played at a very good level of football. And then Connor's come back in and he's been out injured for a while, so I've tried to help him a little bit. And I think that's what you, what you do as teammates. Looking ahead to the weekend, then, what are you expecting from Bolton? What sort of test are you in for? They look a very good side, you know, um, possession based side obviously done well last year getting promoted so they're probably still riding a little bit of a wave from promotion as well as teams seem to do so I think it'd be a really tough game and yeah one we're looking forward to. Obviously you had that Accrington game in between but the last home game was the 4-0 against Ipswich so do you feel like there's a little bit of making up to do after that that you want to, to provide a response to that defeat? Yeah, definitely, you know, it was it was a bit of an embarrassing game for us and they do hurt, all the players hurt from that game and, you know, we want to get back out of Fratton Park and sort of put that right for sure. And there's plenty of home games coming up as well. I think there's the, the potential for it to be five in a row with the international break potentially taking out Wickham away. So how nice is that to, to be on home comforts for the foreseeable time? Yeah, definitely, you know, we wanted to make Fratton Park a fortress, you know, I think it was my first year here when I was on loan, we didn't lose at home, did we, in the league, and I think we want to make this place tough to come to, you want teams to look at Portsmouth away as being like a really tough game, and a lot of teams will naturally look forward to them, like games like Portsmouth away, Sunderland away, but we want them to look at the game and think we're in for a real tough game there, and that's what we're looking to do. Sean Raggett with his uh, pre-match thoughts there, Jeff. And just touching upon the first point within that interview was, you know, referencing the fact that Pompey were back at home this weekend. Bolton Wanderers, the, the opposition. There's a lot of talk about ma- making Fratton Park a fortress to, to try and you know, keep the Blues as a side chasing promotion this season. One of the most important things is to stop being defeated on home turf. Well, when you look at recent weeks. Okay, take away about 4 0 win over Sunderland, defeat at home to Ipswich, conceding four goals, a loss at home to Cambridge United, a newly promoted team. We'd all love to make Fratton a, for- a fortress, but first of all, we need to stop conceding these silly goals. We, we do, and you know, we spoke about it earlier. Alex made a good point about getting back to basics, um, and we spoke about a, a, a point off air just then. It's, it, you know, we, I was fortunate to chat to Danny Cowley at the um, Armed Forces Supporters Branch the other, the other week. Uh, and we actually asked him about playing three at the back, and 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 he, he, you know, when when you see him answer questions in social media and all that, you kind of think, is he just saying that? But actually, sitting in front of him across the table and seeing his body language and everything else, you, you sit there and go, do you know what? I believe him. I believe in what he's trying to do. Um, he's a very articulate manager, and and I think he, you know, he will leave no stone unturned, and he'll he'll be drumming it into these players all week. You know, building on from Atkinson last week, you know, this place has got to be a fortress. And going back to the point I made earlier, you know, the, the, 
team need to get the fans on their feet and the fans need to back the team for 90 minutes. We've got a great opportunity now, four or five games at home. Um, you, know, you know, if we can't turn it around with that home advantage over the next few weeks, I don't know how we can turn it around. Uh, Pompey, uh, one of only a few sides in England, Alex, yet to concede a league goal in the opening 15 minutes um, of their matches this season. The other sides include Liverpool, Manchester City, Chelsea, Fulham, Derby, Middlesbrough, Bournemouth, Rotherham, Northampton Town and Port Vale, <coughs> as well as Pompey, of course, not conceding a goal in the opening 15 minutes of league matches so far this campaign. <sighs> One of the big things, actually, though, Alex, is conceding goals in the opening 15 match, uh, minutes of the second half because that seems to be the Blues' downfall lately. Well, that's it. And I think it's it's one of the weirdest stats where we're sort of clinging onto it a little bit, perhaps. But um, I think when you see that stat, you see the first 15 minutes we don't concede, so we're sort of solid and secure. Go at them for the first 15 minutes. Have the confidence that we've got that security at the back. Um, and then perhaps we can score. And then then, in it, then you're in a positive position. Um I think we've seen it in games, um, particularly against Accrington, where we were having a really positive first half and we were just so brittle then when they decided to step up the pace and step up the tempo. We've got to get so much better at that. We've got to be so much more ready for a team that is going to come out in the second half fighting, particularly if we're in the lead. You've got to manage the game. You've got to show that professionalism. And and hopefully some, that's something that we can we can learn, we can trial and all these kind of things. But that's the only way we're going we're gonna to be able to win football matches and be able to get it. Because after 15, 20 minutes of the, of the second half, they start to make changes. They start to doubt themselves. We can then kick on. We can then push on and see if we can get ourselves, get ourselves a second. But I agree with Jeff. Attack is the best form of defence in, in every sense. So I think if we're starting both the first and the second half with intensity, we're going at them and we're having a go. That, that, that's what's going to put the shakers on the other team. And that's what we've got to do, I think, against Bolton. I'd love to see that. And you mentioned as well, Jeff, about you know what we were talking about during the uh, interview with Sean Ragged about Pompey, you know, the style of play that Danny Cowley wants to implement within this team, wants to press high, wants to go out at the opposition, but arguably not enough quality in terms of players and probably not enough numbers on the pitch to to be able to compensate both ends of of the field. Yeah, you know. Th- Dali Cali said this himself, you know, they're League One players for a reason. Um, and, and he's trying to coach them, you know, to, to play the game probably in a different way than what they've been used to playing. But to play the high-press game, I, I don't think you can play that, that high-press with a 4-4-1-1 or 4-4-2. I do think you need those those four players up top to, to kind of orchestrate when they're going to go and whether they do a full press with all, all, all 11 players on the pitch or a half press where only the front four go and maybe one of the holding midfielders. But it, it's almost as though the back four, you know, we're saying the back four, but the back four and two holding midfielders have got to go, do you know what? You four, go and do what you've got to do. We'll win the ball. We'll defend. You go... If we go back to the Paul Cook era, we kind of played with two centre halves, four, then a two, then a, you know, then two or three up front, yeah. you know, because the fullbacks were that advanced, and and it's 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 the kind of same formation but done a different way. And I think going back to what we just talked about there about you know the first fifteen minutes, I think because we come out the first fifteen minutes we're full of energy, we're full of running, we're full of passion and endeavour. That's why we're hard to break down in the first 15 minutes. We then go into half-time, they relax, they come out. The other team's gone, do you know what? They're beating us all over the pitch. Let's go out there and work as equally as hard as them. We come out second half, the other team have up their game. We've kind of t- taken our foot off the pedal because we've just dominated them for 45 minutes and we concede in the first 15 minutes of the second half. You know, that's how I see it. I don't know if anyone else sees it that way, but... To me, that's what seems to happen. Um, and we go back to that earlier comment as well about needing more quality. Maybe maybe we need more intelligent footballers. Yeah, I think that's a fair comment, Alex. You know, in terms of you know Pompey's second half proceedings, maybe we do go into the break with perhaps too much confidence that we've you know we've had a good first half and we do take the, the foot off the pedal coming into the second forty-five. It does seem to be quite a clear pattern for the Blues this season. I think you have to use confidence, to be honest with you, to drive you forward. You think to yourself, right, we scored one. Now, now we've got to go on and 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 score another. Uh, we, we we've been able to break them down. We know that their defence is not as sure. We, 
that's almost the, the hardest thing, I think, in football, even if it's for an individual, say if it's for a striker. You see it so many times with strikers, they get one goal, then they've got the confidence, they're going to kick on, they'll score a few more in, in, in the coming games. That's the hardest thing, is the belief, is saying to yourself, right, can we do this? If you proved it to yourself in the first half, you should be motivated to say, right, we can go on and we can make the second half really comfortable. We, you know, and we've also, if he's not conceded as well, you said they they will be in at half time thinking, how are we going to break these guys down? How are we going to do that? You've already got the upper hand, and you've got to use it. You've got to be able to to withstand that pressure. You've got to be able to to put up with anything they're going to throw at you because at the end of the day, you're the ones that have got the belief. You're the ones that have got the momentum because you've you've um, you've landed the first blow. Um, whether or not that's a management thing, whether they can drive that into the players, whether or not the players just have to believe it in themselves, I'm not quite sure. But like I say, it's it's all going to be about how they perform on the pitch. That's mm. what I want to see, and and hopefully, um, praying to God we see that tomorrow and in the coming games. Yeah, uh, Louis O'Donnell on Twitter has got involved. He says three one Pompey tomorrow. Uh, Marcus Harness, Ronan Curtis, and John Marquis to score. Thank you to Louis for getting in touch with the show this evening. Okay, stick with us here on the Football Hour. I'll be back with Jeff and Alex very, very soon. When we do return, we'll also have the pre-match words of Danny Cowley, who is challenging his side to be more clinical in front of goal this weekend. Need to be a little bit more clinical and a little bit more ruthless so that we can get value for our good work. We were disappointed in the goals that we conceded. It's an area that we're working hard to try to rectify because we know that it doesn't matter how well you play, if you concede two goals, the history of football normally suggests that you don't win games so for us that's definitely an area to keep working on you have just under 20 minutes to get your final messages into the panel this evening all the usual ways it's at express fm if you're on twitter facebook.com forward slash pompey live is where to find us on facebook alternatively you can email pompey at expressfm.com or send us a text to 81400 starting your messages with the word express and do include a name at the end as well so we know who's talking to us okay do stick with us we'll be back in just a few moments time here on the football hour this is the football hour 93.7 express fm welcome back for the very final time this evening to the football hour here on express fm i'm joined tonight by jeff and alex to preview tomorrow's visit of bolton wanderers to fratton park and before we go any further with the preview of this weekend's game let's take a little look at the challenge that lies ahead on the pitch uh, in just under 20 hours' time. Here is Mason Jordan with a closer look at Bolton Wanderers. It's back to home turf for the Blues this weekend following last Saturday's draw at Accrington. Bolton Wanderers are the opponents in match day number 15. Pompey Live, this week's opposition. Pompey moved up to 16th with a point at the Wham Stadium last time out, but will be desperately seeking a win this time, having secured only one victory in the last 13 matches across all competitions. Let's take a closer look now at the side promoted automatically from League Two last term, Bolton Wanderers, also known as the Trotters. Manager. Former QPR, Blackpool and Chesterfield defender Ian Evert is currently in charge of the club. The 39-year-old was poached by Bolton to become their new boss on the 1st of July 2020, with the Manchester-based side paying out a reported quarter of a million pounds in compensation to Barrow, who Evert was contracted to as a manager. Everett led Barrow up to the Football League for the first time in 48 years, winning the National League title at the end of the 2019-20 campaign. From 70 games in charge of Bolton so far, he's overseen 31 victories and 23 defeats, therefore a win percentage of 44. One to watch. As is often the case with former Pompey players, Owen Doyle is the one to watch this week. The striker is now 33 years of age and was on loan at Fratton Park for the second half of the 16-17 promotion winning season, though failed to make much of an impression scoring just twice in 17 outings in blue. Since then, Doyle has gone on to enjoy successful spells elsewhere in the Football League, netting 14 goals in 30 at Oldham, an incredible 23 in 22 on loan at Swindon Town before scoring two in six during the half a year he spent at the county ground on a permanent basis. 
The Irishman has gone on to record 58 appearances for Bolton Wanderers since his move back up north in the summer of last year, bagging 22 goals in the process. Top scorer. But it's 23-year-old Aladapo Afalayan who is currently the club's leading scorer. The forward, who netted again last time out at Gillingham, has seven goals to his name so far in League One, having made 15 appearances since the start of the season. Current form. Ian Everts side had a promising start to life back in the third tier, going unbeaten in the opening four games with two draws to start, followed by back-to-back wins. Amidst that, saw progression to the second round of the Carabao Cup, having beaten championship outfit Barnsley on penalties in round one, although Bolton were knocked out at the next stage by Wigan Athletic. They've hit a dip in form recently, however, failing to secure victory in any of the last four league matches. Three consecutive defeats to nil preceded a two-all draw with Gillingham in the previous fixture last Saturday. The Trotters now occupy 13th with 19 points tallied from their first 15 games. That's three places and three points above the Blues, who sit in 16th with 16 points, although Danny Cowley's men have a game in hand. Will it be back to winning ways for Pompey at Fratton Park, or will Bolton be wandering off with maximum points? All the unmissable action on Pompey Live. Big thank you to Mason Jordan for providing a closer look at the Trotters, Pompey's next opponents. Let's take a look at some of the uh, other emails and texts and tweets coming in to us before we do leave you at 7 o'clock. Dave Byrne, again, who says, Sorry, guys, me again. Just listening to Sean Raggett, who I've always been a supporter of. He said, We were even slightly disappointed not to win last Saturday. The Pompey mindset should always be that we would be disappointed at not winning at Accrington. With all due respect to Accrington and so many others I could list, uh, I could list, but are currently above us uh, in the leagues, we need to get this kind of uh, mindset right. It is not the case of having a divine right to win matches, but regardless of how well Stanley or Rotherham or Burton, etc. are playing at the moment and how tough these places are, go, are to go to, we need to know that we should be so much better than all of them. This is Portsmouth Football Club. They are playing for and to be content with the fact that we are probably even deserved to win at these places is not right in my opinion. It should be an expectation. 100% says Dave in Liss. Alex, is it too hard to, you know, too hard to disagree with that one? We, we said for last couple of seasons now we've got to respect our opponents but there comes a point where you think, no, do you know what? We are Portsmouth Football Club. We shouldn't be going to places like Acton, like Burton, expecting a tough game and not winning there needs to be a point yeah 100 percent. i think um when, when, when you look at the uh just just generally in football i think no matter who you are unless you are literally playing some of the best teams in the world or you are say let's say a minnow in a in, in a league um with tons of teams that have got far more quality and far more riches than yourselves you should never come away from that kind of game having been a goal up you know you then go 2-1 down, you bring it back, you can say, okay, well done, we fought. You should never, ever come away with any kind of emotion but disappointment. Um, we had sort of four or five minutes in the game, plus added time. We could have gone on and won it. I'm not going to sit here and blame the players and berate them for not going on and winning the game because I know that's, that's not how football works. But no team should come off and feel like, okay, yeah, fair enough, 2-2. Two, two. That's, that's, that's not a bad result. Mm. Uh, we'll, we'll kick up. They should be disappointed. They should, should be saying, well, hang on a minute. What, what, what went wrong for us there? We need to kick on. We need to use this as positive momentum. But ultimately, you, you can never be content with that. There are certain times, you know, if you win, I think you can always be content with a win, despite the fact that perhaps performances don't always match it. But you can never come away from a game of that nature and not, and not feel at least a certain level of disappointment. I'm not saying being negative, but you can't turn around and say, oh, yeah, no, well done. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what we yeah. expect. And regardless of the opposition, anybody in this division at any point, um, we can say it's about Accrington because it's a bit of a joke because they're, 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 they're quite a small team. But we, we can't do that in any team in this league. We can, we can, if, it had been, if it had been Sunderland, we should have had the same emotions. Yeah. Um, Dave continues by saying that Alex is right. Being football intelligent is essential. And Danny Carley has alluded to this already this season. The other key ingredient is mental strength and bravery. Do we have enough of these qualities? I expect a 2-0 victory tomorrow, says Dave Inless. Thank you for getting in touch once again, Dave. And uh, a tweet in from Gav Jones, who says, Good evening, gents. I made a long trip up to Accrington on Saturday, and I must say there were massive signs of improvement, and I did not go home disappointed. The back 
four has to stay where we look so much more comfortable with the four. And I hope Rico Hackett keeps his place. He's a great player. Gav Jones there on Twitter. Yeah, Rico Hackett has, has been a, a breath of fresh air for Pompey in recent weeks. I think he's had a quite positive start to the season, Jeff. Yeah, he's got a point to prove, hasn't he? You know, he got bought in under Kenny. Um, never really got given an opportunity. Went out on loan. Um, I think it was to Bromley then to, to Southend, wasn't it? So, you know, he's coming. I, I, I like him. He's, he's, he's young. He's direct. He's full of energy. Um, and and I don't I don't think Rico knows what he's going to do when he's got got the ball and and it, it just seems he just seems to have lots of time on the ball when he gets the ball it's it's like the game slows down for him um, and and yeah you know his free kick that he, that he scored the other week was was a great effort um, and so you can see he's got ability you can see he's got potential and I'd keep him in the side. I really would. I, I, I think he's got that athleticism. I can never say that word. Athleticism. That's the word. <laughs> um, uh, you know, and he will he will cause problems for other team. He's a great height as well. You know, for a winger, he's what over six foot. He's he's quite tall. So so he's got an aerial presence as well. And, and I just think that just adds to his game. <clears throat> okay, Jeff. Alex will be back with you in just a few moments' time. But uh, we're gonna. Ends tonight's show by hearing the pre-match thoughts of the uh, gaffer, Danny Cowley. He spoke to Ollie Marsh at the training ground earlier this week to preview tomorrow's game and was first asked what kind of test he's expecting from Bolton. A tough one, but a great opportunity for us. I think a chance to build on what was a good performance last Saturday against Atkinson Stanley. We know that the last time out at home we let ourselves down and we've had to live with that and it's a great opportunity to put some of those wrongs right. And Bolton Wanderers, they came up last season, so there's a, a bit of expectation for them to do well in this league because they're a big club. Yeah, I think so. I think they're a really well-coached team. They're obviously confident and have momentum behind them after their promotion last year. Have a lot of good players in attacking areas, and we anticipate a really tough game, but it's a great game for us. And as I said, we've had a good week, and we're looking forward to trying to show the best version of ourselves come Saturday. You mentioned building on that draw at Accrington. What are the main positives that you can take from that game that you want to see at the weekend? Well, I think we were pleased with the performance, if not disappointed with the outcome. Certainly aspects of the performance, I thought we played well from an attacking perspective. I think created 20 chances in the game, probably eight clear-cut chances. Need to be a little bit more clinical and a little bit more ruthless so that we can get value for our good work. We were disappointed in the goals that we conceded. It's an area that we're working hard to try to rectify because we know that it doesn't matter how well you play, if you concede two goals, the history of football normally suggests that you don't win games. So for us, that's definitely an area to keep working on. And no better test than Bolton who are free-flowing who ask a lot of questions of you and they like to come and dominate and control the ball I mean I've watched them at Sheffield Wednesday I've watched them at Sunderland i watched them at Wigan and in all those games they were brave and they dominated the ball dominated possession and like I say for us it's a great test and one we're really looking forward to in terms of the mentality that you're going into the game with, is it still on the back of your mind, that Ipswich game, that you, you almost have to offer a bit of a response as it's the, the first home league game since that defeat? Absolutely. You know, we take full responsibility for our performance, particularly after we conceded the first goal. We've had to live with the pain of that, and it's never nice when you, you let yourself down, let alone other people down. And, and unfortunately, on that Tuesday night, we did both of those things. You can't affect what happened yesterday, but you can affect what happens today and going forward. And, and that will be our total focus. As I said, we're, we're working hard to show more resilience and more determination and, and, a, and a little bit more grit. I thought we showed those qualities at Atkinson. I thought we, you know, we earned the right in that game and put a really, really strong performance in, particularly in terms of the chances that we created. And if we'd have been a little bit more clinical, then it would have been a game that we would have won. And as you say, you can see out on the training pitch that it has been a, a really positive week for you. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's been a good week. We've worked hard on, on certain aspects of our game that we think there's room for improvement in. But we're also respectful enough to know that, that ultimately our week is defined by what we do on a, on a match day. So it's about us making sure we get the process right leading up to the game, but then ensuring that we give the very best version of ourselves come Saturday afternoon. The pre-match thoughts of Danny Cowley there ahead of, ahead of tomorrow's trip, uh, the visit of Bolton Wanderers rather. We're not going to Bolton. We're at home to Bolton Wanderers tomorrow afternoon. And you can join myself, Liam and Ryan live here on Express FM from two o'clock for Pompey Live. We'll have all of the coverage of this weekend's action. We'll take a closer look at Bolton Wanderers as well as the threat they are set to pose upon Pompey. The players likely to uh, cause the Blues a few issues. Owen Doyle, 
possibly one of those, a former Pompey player. We know what happens when they come back to Fratton Park, don't we? <laughs> OK, then, tomorrow afternoon also serves as Pompey's des- uh, designated remembrance fixture. Jeff, a member of the uh, Pompey Armed Forces Supporters Club. Just very quickly, before we do leave leave you tonight, what can we expect in the build-up to tomorrow's game to remember those for them? Yeah, so we've got a couple of um, flag bearers that uh, will be on the pitch tomorrow. We obviously had to cut back due to COVID restrictions. Um, Captain Alistair Witt of the Navy will be laying the reef. He's a serving member of the Navy and works at QA Hostel, so we thought it was fitting that him in his NHS capacity also lays the reef tomorrow. Um, and then the referee will signify the start of the proceedings by blowing the whistle. The Royal Marines Band will play the last post. At the end of the last post, that will be the minute silence, so please do not clap. Um, if we see people clapping or hear them, please tell them to be quiet. And then once the minute silence has, has finished, the Royal Marines Band will play Revali, and then the referee blows whistle to, to announce that the, uh, the, the ceremony is over. Most importantly, please do remember not to clap. It's uh, a minute silence or uh, a chance to remember those lives lost. OK, very quickly before we do go, Jeff, a score prediction from you, please. I'm going for 2-2. Oh, again. Yeah, two, two. last time we drew 2-2, two, two, we drew 2-2 two, two again. So, <laughs> Alex Fletcher, your score prediction, my friends. Oh, I'm, I'm going to echo my good friend Louis uh, on that one. I'm going to say 3-1 Pompey. 3-1 Pompey. I prefer that one, Jeff. <laughs> I, prefer that one. I do, but you know. <laughs> it's I'm blind gonna... optimism, complete blind optimism. <laughs> you wouldn't be a Pompey fan if you had blind optimism. Oh, no, you? Not, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I'm going to go for a 2-1 Pompey win. I reckon we'll win, but we're, we're going to continue those defensive ways, unfortunately. Jeff Harris, thank you ever so much for joining us tonight. Thanks for having me back. Alex Fletcher over the phone lines as well. Have a great weekend, guys, and uh, we'll, we'll catch up with you again soon. Alex, have a great night. Thank you so much, Jake. It's brilliant, brilliant to come on. OK, then. Uh, just under 20 hours' time until the next Blues Challenge. Pompey, they take on Bolton Wanderers at Fratton Park for match day number 15 of this League One season. You can join myself, Liam Howes and Ryan Stilwell here on Express FM from 2 o'clock here on Pompey Live. You do not want to miss it. Everything we do is passionately Pompey. Pompey ended their winless run with a two-all draw at Accrington on Saturday. Up next, Pompey play host to Bolton Wanderers at Fratton Park. Join us for all of the unmissable action Saturday from three. It's Pompey versus Bolton Wanderers and all of the action will be right here on Pompey Live. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. Do join us to see if Pompey can get back to winning ways. Only one victory in the last 13 in all competitions for the Blues. Three points really would be fantastic this weekend. The Blues at home to Bolton Wanderers. All of the unmissable action here on Express FM from 2 o'clock live from Fratton Park. Okay, coming up this evening, right after the news at 7, we've got Express Floor Fillers up until 11pm this evening, which is when DJ Turner James returns. He's back in the mix with even more floor fillers through until the early hours of Saturday morning. And speaking of the early hours of Saturday morning, catch Ian McGuinness from 8am. He's got Saturday breakfast through until 11 o'clock with news, weather, travel, sport updates as well. Four from 40 from 1996, a clock-changing random top five, movies update with John Brown and a Halloween weekend non-stop 80s special. Lily Park is back between 11 and 2 with Guilty Pleasures, a tiny quiz about the week's news and, of course, just great songs all afternoon long through till 2 o'clock, which, like I said, will be the return of Pompey Live for the visit of Bolton Wanderers to Fratton Park. If you missed parts of tonight's show or you just want to listen back to it, it will be available to download from our website in around about half an hour's time. Have a great weekend, Pompey fans. We hope to hear from you tomorrow afternoon. But until then, take care and good night.